Welcome back to Uniquely Wired Podcast. I'm Nani, your host. I'm so happy that you are here joining us. We have an amazing guest. I love her so much. We have become sisters online. Um, I'm so grateful for that. And also I was able to meet her in person through the Moments of Joy Fest that she had this year, which was amazing and you cannot miss next year, but we'll talk more about that. Um, right now, I'm just going to introduce to you Miss Camille Joy. Um, also, just so you guys know, this episode is going to be on prioritizing your mental health and your well-being. So that's that's going to be our conversation today, just so you know. So go ahead, Camille, introduce yourself. Yes. Hey, Nani. I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. Um, I don't take it lightly, so it's an honor to be on your show. My name is Camille Joy, and I like to say I am a community builder and a, a connector of people um, and an encourager for the family raising uh, a child with special needs. Yes, I love it. And and everything that you do. And I know that people that are listening right now or watching on YouTube, I know they know you as, you know, Mental Health Monday. <laughs> we got to yes. prioritize our mental health. So I love that, you know, you're bringing that to the community because who else is going to know how to take care of their mental health or really promote that than someone that is in the journey of special needs, you know, raising our children and how much it takes from us. So um, I'm going to start off with a question, and that is, as an autism mom, what unique challenges have you faced when it comes to prioritizing your mental health and well-being yeah. while caring for your own child? Mm -hmm. I think that um, one of the challenges that made me always focus and harp on my mental health is that I was literally standing at the line of losing it. Like I was so overwhelmed and it was during the pandemic. You know, we were home all the time. I wasn't prioritizing myself um, at all. I didn't even know how to prioritize myself. I was just getting through. Mason wasn't sleeping, who who is my youngest son diagnosed with autism. And day after day, I, I think I got to like the fourth day of sleep deprivation and just him having meltdowns and just been being so emotional that I finally was like, okay, wait a minute. Some things have to change here. Um, number one was I got a therapist. I was like, okay, I have to talk to someone because now I'm starting to have anxiety all the time, every day and at the wind blowing and going to a therapist gave me so much education on why it was necessary, um, because of the stress levels that we go through um our chemical the chemical in our bodies our our hormones are actually that that fight off stress are actually being worn down and so if we do nothing to build that back up that's why we have anxiety all the time or i was even diagnosed with PTSD and i was like wow yeah first of all having a child who needed open heart surgery three times, that's trauma. That's traumatic. Yes. I had a crazy emergency C-section. That's traumatic. 
It's not just the PTSD from the soldiers that we, you know, before all, all I heard was like PTSD associated with people in the army. I didn't know anything more. Right. But I, I've heard the same PT- thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was um, that hard time that made me say, okay, wait a minute. I have to do this all the time. And then also listening to, you know, we, we met on Clubhouse, which was an audio app. We would meet and talk a lot of times with different moms. Yes. And listening to that, one thing that we all had in common, we were stressed out trying to figure out how to make this work. But then also there's a lot of exhaustion and tears and just, y'all know if you're listening, everything that comes along <laughs> with it. And then how silly is it if you never on a consistent basis do anything for you, but on a consistent basis, you continually do everything for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And when you say yep. it like that, you understand a little better why it's, in, it's a need. And I think also, you know, it's a very famous saying, and I'm sure you're very familiar with it. You can't pour from an empty cup. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. just can't. And it's like, you have to refresh. You have to recharge yourself in order to have that good um, energy and just be up to, to be, you know, every day to take care of your child. A lot of the times mom struggles so much that they're so overwhelmed. They start hitting their kids. They start, you know, um, dismissing people. They become close into themselves because they have not seek help. And if that's you and you need to seek help, Seek help. Let this be your your go to, your motivation to say, you know what? I need to go seek a therapist, speak to someone that can encourage me, you know, that can give me the right advice. So, I think that's that's perfect. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my next question for you, Camille, would be, um, you know, parenting can be demanding. I mean. <laughs> We know that we have mm-hmm. our routines, we have our, our, our schedules and parenting an autistic child or especially child, put it in general for anybody listening, can be can bring additional stress. Right. Um, what strategies have you developed um, to manage stress and prevent burnout? I think um, communication. So I'm not a single mom. I'm a married mom. Communic- communication to my husband is a big one. Um, to letting him know when I'm feeling like, okay, I need a minute. Or, you know, I know you have to work a lot, but let's let's come back in. <laughs> really back in here. Because you got to take over. Because here it's really only me and him. Um, our family members are farther away. Um, and so... Really, it really, it goes back to prioritizing that time and, and that stress. I do a lot of prayer, um, just asking God for that supernatural strength that I can't pull from myself. Like there's some things I can do to align myself 
correctly and, you know, make sure I'm okay. But then there's sometimes there's nothing I could do and I need the help of Jesus and some angels to assist me right now, Lord. (laughs) Talk about it. You know, I'm always like, yes, go ahead and preach. (laughs) It's true though. It's true. It's a supernatural Mm -hmm. strength that only God can give us. Yes. And so, so I ask uh, for that and have no shame in really just asking, but um, be aware of your capacity. Um, and if you know certain things overwhelm you, creating support around like Mason, when Mason goes to the pediatrician or the heart doctor, I, I know those times can be very stressful. So I, I make sure I tell family members that I'm going and they're like, all right, I'm going to pray for you. Or they pep talk me before or, or my husband. Or I may say, if, if I know I'm really not in the mood that day, I may say, take this day off because you have to come. I can't go alone. So, you know, I really communicate so good. and pay attention to how I'm feeling. So you pretty much are saying you're seeking that help when you need it. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to seek the help because I think as, you know, as women in general, honestly, it's so hard for us to get off our comfort and say, you know what? I need help. Somebody yes, come and help is. me. <laughs> oh, that's a big thing. It's so hard. Yes. Yeah. Especially us women that are married. You know, we're always like, oh, but you have your husband. You know, people will tell us that, but you have your husband. And it's like, Mm -hmm. um, okay. But at the end of the day, you know, we know they're working. They Mm -hmm. have their stress Mm -hmm. to then add this on. You know, you, you tend to close yourself on. And I know that will be a a different topic for another day. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a marriage episode coming soon. um, (laughs) And I'll be talking to my husband about it because I want to see what's his perspective on it. You know, and I think it's so important because people always see in the women, the women, the women, the women. But what is the men doing? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's good to work as a team. So that's awesome that you're asking for help. That's something that I'm still working on. Um, My mom would notice that I'm like, okay stressed or overwhelmed because I, I, I tend to be very strong and just like hold on to things. Mm. Like, no, I don't need help. I'm good. Right. But reality is you need it. You do need help and it's okay. It doesn't mean like you're less of a mom or listen, we don't know what we're doing. It's okay to say, okay, uh-uh, I, I need help. I want to bring the kids somewhere and, I want us to have a memory. Maybe your spouse, it may be busy, or maybe you're a single mom. Ask someone to come with you who has a little bit of understanding or wants to help learn and or wants to learn and then allow them to support you. That is so good. That is so good. Because, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you can talk about that because you were a single mom at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So you can give that advice to those moms. Like, what were yeah. some things that you did then that mm-hmm. maybe now, you know, they look different because you do have a, a partner? Yeah. If you wanted to, to share oh, a little yeah. bit of that. I, I didn't have Mason as a single mom, but I had four children as a single mom. And one thing that was vital, which I wouldn't be where I am today, neither would my kids be, if it wasn't for community and my parents, my sisters, just really being supportive and being there. Um, doing things as a family, but I had to tell them I needed them. 
And then my mom was the kind of mom who would gather us and say, we are all we got. You know, if there was an argument I may have had with my sisters, it wasn't nightfall didn't come before one of us called each other to say, well, I didn't like when you said that. I, I didn't like when you said that, but it's over after that. We're not holding out weeks and days and, and months. My sisters are my best friends, but that was created in the, in the lowest place when I left that abusive relationship and, and we came to my mom's house and we all were there together just coming up, coming up coming up out of our trauma, allowing God to heal us, building our relationship with him, and then allowing him to give us a new life. So I know I keep saying stuff about uh, God, but but really, you know, above all that we could ever give you in these episodes, like, it's he's the real key. For real. <laughs> we can talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> but I, I love that. Yeah. I, I really do. And having, because so many people have to heal from from family hurt and and all the things you know that we don't talk much about but it's it's needed. So that's beautiful that you were able to have that community. Um so now we know stigma surrounding mental health. <laughs> you can talk about this all the time. And it can affect parents as well. Um have you encountered I know you you spoke a little bit about it but have you encountered any challenges um in seeking support for your own mental well-being? Um, mm -hmm. And how did you overcome them? I think sometimes we don't we don't hear a lot about mental health, especially in the black and brown communities. We we don't hear about people going to therapy a lot or we didn't pre pandemic. Um, and so a lot of times we associate that with crazy or something's wrong and it's it's not the reason that you solely the reason that you need to seek support it could be because you need support or you need someone to teach you things there are tools that i gained from therapy that i would not have known i didn't know what chemically was going on inside my body that the hormone for me that fight stress i had very little of so that was why at the wind blowing, now I have anxiety. It, it wasn't because it was something really, you know, uh, that I'm crazy. You know, it's chemically an imbalance. And if we don't go to seek that professional help, then we won't know. And you'll be alone with your thoughts. Um, when I went through postpartum with Mason, I didn't know that I was going through postpartum depression. And it was really because of lack of education. I was bonding with my baby. I didn't feel like I wanted to harm him. So I thought that was postpartum depression. And it wasn't. I, I didn't. I'm very extroverted now. I like my friends. I would like to have company if they were here and lived where I lived. Like if you lived here, I'd have you over. <laughs> but. And I'll um, be over like literally all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I snap after him and I would not want anyone to come over. I would want to stay in my room. I physically felt cloudy all the time. And I was fighting through this. Uh, also, Mason had two heart surgeries before he was one years old. And then another one after one. So all that time, it was just very heavy. And I was fighting through. And I didn't know until after he was two years old when I started to feel normal again that it was something going on. I was like, all this time I was going through postpartum depression and I didn't know 
I didn't know to talk to my doctor. I didn't know to say, I don't feel normal, but, you know, and describe to her how I felt because I told one person and they said, no, that's not postpartum because you don't want to harm your baby, you know, or you're not really depressed. And it was indeed postpartum depression. There are other symptoms. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I think I, I, I can't see you. I could still hear you, but I can't see you. It might be your connection, but don't worry oh, about it. Um, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> I see. This is the joys of technology. Um, <laughs> but I can still hear you, sis. So okay. no worry. Um, that's crazy. You know that you had to have to encounter all of that to say, you know what? Now is time. You know, when I, I would say, or I guess I would ask, when was that time? Because yes, you had Mason and you went through all of that. When did you actually decide to seek that therapy or to see that therapist? Mm-hmm. It happened about 2020. So after that first year of the pandemic, um, I had tried everything to help with anxiety. I tried everything there was. I didn't get on medication, but holistically, I tried everything. And nothing really worked. So I was like, okay, I have to go to a therapist. And also, I was crying a lot. Um, There was really no conversation that my husband could have with me that would bring me to, like, um, a, a really better place. Um, And so... And Mason was having a lot more meltdowns, so that would last hours. And I was like, if if I don't talk to somebody, I might end up losing my mind here. So on top of me having other ch- children, teenagers, that have other teenage things going on, on top of me being married and having married things going on, <laughs> so I said, wait a minute, before I flip in this house, on everybody I better get talk to somebody and I and so my appointments were on Mondays and so that's why I started doing mental health Mondays oh my god yeah wow that's awesome that's what drew you to do it yeah and it was the day that I intentionally said I have to take care of my mental health on this day once a week And, and it's okay that it's gonna come around so fast because every day of my life, I'm pouring out to something and, and including other people. You know, now I have this platform. I'm talking to you guys, too. But if I don't take care of my mental health, there's going to be a problem. So that would include for me everything that brings me joy. I say no to things, which sometimes parents could have a hard time saying no. But if somebody needs a ride somewhere today, no. My son, my oldest son just came to move to Houston. He's 22 now. He finished college. And he, I had to get him acclimated to my Mondays. <laughs> I was like, don't, act, no, it's Monday. I don't do anything on Mondays. I don't cook. I don't, you have to, we could do it tomorrow or set up any other day for Monday. He's like, well, mom, that'll be good for your mental health. No, it won't. I decide what's good for my right. mental health. And, and after a while, after a few weeks, my husband got right on board and he started, you know, he would bring home Chipotle or pizza or something mm-hmm. so that I didn't even have to cook for on yes. Mondays. And and my mental health Mondays usually include food and that's okay because I'm a foodie and that's what brings me joy. So, 
Uh, praise also, the Lord. Same. Yes. It also includes rest because we're home with the kids on the weekend too. So maybe I, I may have had a, you know, a heavy weekend or a weekend where I'm traveling with my son for basketball and dealing with Mason at the same time. So it was a, it's a, it was a day to catch my breath. So, you know, I got, um, that advice from you at some point, I know that, Mm -hmm. well, you didn't really tell me, but I just, I picked up on it when you were saying, you know, I think one day I had texted you and it was like on silence. I was like, you know what? Maybe she just doesn't want to be bothered. And then I picked up on it and I said, you know what? It is Monday. It is mental (laughs) health Monday. She talks about this. So yeah. I'm learning, you know, that while I'm home and the kids are in school, yes, I'm working and I'm busy, but I keep my phone on silent Yeah, and I'll get back to the text messages whenever I get a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be later at night or before bed and, and creating that routine because, you know, you're doing so much. You're so busy doing mm-hmm. whatever you're doing throughout your day to then have to add texting back people, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and low key yeah. becomes a lot because it's like, a priority of responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just amazing. You know, this is a short episode, but so insightful at the same time, because we're going straight to the point. In other yes. words, if there's anything you get out of this episode is seek help, mm-hmm. <laughs> seek help. Um, yeah. I'm in the process, honestly, if I'm honest and I'm vulnerable for a second, um, I've been trying to research some therapists that maybe my insurance can take and things like that. Someone to just really vent to, you know, because we can talk to our friends, we can talk to people, but sometimes it's almost better to talk to someone that really doesn't know you. That's right. <laughs> right. That's Wouldn't right. you agree yeah. with that? Like they, you'll I get better insight. Do. I absolutely do. I really, really do. And my, my therapist, she was, She's a 60 something year old woman. So she was even able to help me to see the things that I thought were important that really weren't that serious. Seeing it from her older point of view, that maybe I was harping on something that really didn't matter in my marriage or with the children or, you know, being hard on myself about something. So I I found um, the therapist on psychologytoday.com and you can look at zip codes all over the United States and put in your insurance there and it'll show you who covers your insurance and you can pick. Nice. Because I used to think that you had to pay for it, like wherever you went. But then I heard that insurance does cover it. So that's good for those that are listening that did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, do your research and search up that website that Camille just shared. Um, and it'll be on the description below, but I think that's so awesome, sis. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm grateful that I met you and honestly seeing how open you are about mental health and how much you care about people's mental health, especially those of us that are raising special needs children, because it, it's just, mm-hmm. we do have a little extra <laughs> stress on our plate, you know, mm-hmm. so that's that's thank you for sharing that um i'll definitely be looking trust and believe oh by the way do they do online yes hello appointments absolutely oh yeah okay <laughs> so i Listen said things like this 
and had my therapy sessions. Nice. That's awesome. That's good mm-hmm. to know. So yeah. the last question would be, um, what advice do you have for those autism parents that are struggling with priority, prioritizing sorry, their mental health and well-being? Like, what's that one advice you will give them? I would say, please, 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 please um, start even this week taking a moment to prioritize yourself. It has nothing to do with money. I think sometimes people get that confused and they say, well, I don't have extra money. It has nothing to do with that. It can be in the house. It can be sitting on your bed in the morning where you intentionally breathe, spend a moment with yourself. Maybe a day you wake up earlier than the kids, just one day just to be with yourself. Or if you're a night owl, you stay up late just to be with yourself. You can journal You can buy affordable nail polish if that's your thing. Whatever it is that brings you joy, you intentionally do that on this one day a week, unapologetically. And then you crumble up that mom guilt that's fake anyway, and you throw it out the window. Because mom guilt is most times based on a lie that we tell ourselves. Your children will be fine. It is not selfish to take care of yourself and to prioritize yourself. It is a necessity especially for the mom of the autistic child. Like you, you have to, it's just insane not to take care of yourself on a consistent basis. We have to. So, so I just beg of you to, to um, make that decision immediately and pick a day once a week and then start telling your spouse, your family, your kids that this is the day and they'll, they'll come on board, but you got to get on board for you first. Mm. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. I know something that I do if it helps anybody. Um, well, honestly, I've been slacking lately ever since the kids started back to school because honestly, my schedule has been all over. But it's doing that workout at least, you know, twice a week um, or even if it's that one day. You know, my husband doesn't work on the weekends. I have an advantage that I am yeah. able to wake up super early Saturdays and get my walk going you know, walk around the neighborhood and that just helps me put some music on. Literally, mm-hmm. I'm just talking to God while I'm walking, just clearing my mind, you know, yeah. and I love that you said waking up a little extra early. You know, I know it's a sacrifice, especially yeah. if you've had a long night with your child. But if you can do that at least once a week, your body will become to get used to it. Absolutely. You know, and it's going to long for it because we have to train our bodies. We just have to. Mm-hmm. You can I'm never say you can't right do it. If you haven't tried it. That's right. That's right. So yeah. I think that was great, sis. And I appreciate you, you so being much. here, um, giving us that insight on mental health and, you know, just sharing your point of view in it. Um, I think it's great. And I'm sure people that are listening just love you. And because <laughs> I know I love you. I love you too. So, I love you. Um, you've just been such a blessing and I just pray nothing but blessings over your life and your family so thank you so much for being here and connecting with us and taking out of your time thank you so much it's an honor and i'll do anything for you sis you know i got your back so thank stop. you stop we're not gonna mm-hmm. cry on this episode okay i think we're done <laughs> i think we're done thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for tuning in and i'll see you again on my next episode